0: Page 3, July twenty fourth, 2020 Hello all, and welcome to the Book Nerd Diaries, the audio journeys of a bookworm through an endless-to-read list. My name is Amber, and as you may have guessed, these are my diaries. This week, I'm very happy to talk to you about the delightful, sci-fi, time-hopping spy romance This is How You Lose the Time War by Amal El-Motar and Max Gladstone. This book follows a series of communications between Red and Blue, two spies working for organizations on opposite sides of a great battle to ultimately control the whole of time and space itself. I first stumbled across this lovely book a while back as I was doing my regular comb-through of my recommendations list on Goodreads. As typically happens when I am looking for new books to read, I was scrolling down the page when, for some reason, the title of this book, so utterly poetic even before I knew a thing about it, grabbed my attention with a vice grip and refused to let me go until I added it to my rotation. And boy, am I glad I did. As sci-fi is not traditionally the first genre I turn to when it comes to seeking out new media, nor am I familiar with spy thrillers, my expectations for this book were mostly dictated by what preconceived notions I have of these two types of story. On the side of sci-fi, I'd anticipated grand adventures through futuristic alien landscapes and epic battles involving unimaginably powered laser weapons. On the spy thriller side, I'd expected a sweeping tale of political intrigue and uncovered secrets. With roots in two genres that are typically seen as dark, gritty examinations of government and society as a whole, I was deeply surprised and thrilled by how much pure fun the story is. While this book does revolve around warfare, please... Look at our show notes for um, trigger warnings. You really don't need to memorize military mechanics, dates, or maps to be able to follow along with the story, or enjoy it for what it is, which is deeply refreshing to me on so many levels. I don't wish to give away any major spoilers for the book, and take away any enjoyment for those who may wish to read it in the future, so here, for you, are some of the biggest aspects that I most deeply enjoyed, and that I hope you might like as well. Highlight number one, the format. Instead of a unified, linear story told by a single narrator, as is traditional with most novels, this book is primarily written as a series of letters between two rival spies, known simply as Red and Blue, placed carefully throughout history as everything from hidden codes within a computer system to embedded within the seeds of a plant. This style of storytelling lends a deeply captivating level of intimacy to the book, That makes me all the more invested in these characters and what happens to them. This leads me to my next highlight. Highlight number two, Red and Blue, are two wonderfully complex, complicated protagonists. At the beginning of the book, they are introduced as loyal agents of their respective sides, gleefully doing whatever gruesome work they have to do to get the upper hand on their rivals and leaving their notes behind to each other to boast their victories. As the book progresses, however, This gloating and taunting slowly starts to give way to something much deeper and softer, at points even desperate. Their relationship lives primarily in their letters, but you never once question how deeply bonded they are or how far they would go to save each other. Number three, the writing. Quite simply, the pure quality of Mal el-Motar and Max Gladstone's use of language is beyond words. Though this book has two authors, The writing flows together so seamlessly that it's nearly impossible to tell where one writer's contribution ends and the other begins. The writing in this book goes from playful to taunting to achingly tender poetry and back again, both utterly sophisticated and charmingly accessible to the point where you never lose interest for a second. That kind of balance is almost impossible to achieve properly, but somehow, this book achieves it beautifully, and I simply can't wait to read it again and again. I would highly recommend this book to fans of beloved sci-fi properties such as Star Trek or Doctor Who, who might be looking for a good time travel romp to read this summer. This book may also appeal to people seeking a fictional pairing with the same fiery cat-and-mouse, will they, won't they, energy of Eve and Villanelle from the series Killing Eve. In fact, if this is how you lose the time war ever gets a TV or movie treatment, I could easily see Jodie Comer and Sandra Oh being cast as Red and Blue. Just saying. Now that we've talked about our book for this episode, we're going to take a very quick break, but please stay tuned for more Bookner Diaries after this. Are you an author, fellow podcaster, or small business owner looking to spread the word about your product or service? Then let us help you. We offer a number of affordable monthly advertising packages in various price ranges, so if you'd like to hear your ad here in future episodes, please head on over to our page at ko-fi.com slash bndpod and click on the shop tab to see what works best for you. Again, that's ko com slash bndpod. Then click on the shop tab. We can't wait to work with you. Yes. And we're back, book nerds, just like we promised we'd be. Did you miss us? We may now officially be on the other side of our book discussion, but now we've made it to the nerdiest segment of our show, The Trivia Corner, where I share with you a piece of trivia related to this episode's book. Since This is How You Lose the Time War is a time-hopping spy romp, I thought it would be fun for today's trivia question to honor one of the world's most beloved time travel series, Doctor Who. Are you ready? Then let's head on to the trivia. Your question is, Who was the first actor to play the character of the Doctor on the series Doctor Who? A. Paul McGann B. Tom Baker Or C. William Hartnell The answer is C. William Hartnell Actor William Hartnell was the very first person to appear behind the helm of the TARDIS in 1963 as the beloved Time Lord, paving the way for each of the twelve actors who have stepped into the iconic role since then. And our source for this question was Wikipedia. We've almost reached the end of our episode, but before I go, it's time for our listener question. Your question for this episode, if you had a time machine and could visit any time period in history, where would you want to go first? My answer, I think, that I would personally love to visit the 1920s, if only just to stop into a clothing store to buy some amazing dresses and to buy an insanely cheap meal at a restaurant. I'm not going to lie, though, I'd also love to return to the 1990s to relive what the world had been like when I was a kid. I'd love to hear your answers, so please feel free to drop me a message at any of the social media accounts I'll be naming during the credits, or drop me an email at bndpod at gmail.com, and I'll read it out loud during our next episode. And that's all for now, everyone. The Book Nerd Diaries and its associated shows are written, edited, researched, and hosted by me, Amber Wilchin. Thank you to Kevin MacLeod for the use of our theme song, The Show Must Be Go, and Sincerely Media on Unsplash via Anchor for our wonderful cover art. But most of all, I'm truly grateful for you out there for listening. Please subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are found to get new episodes when they air. Leave a review or comment where you can, or share the show with the book lovers in your life to help spread the word. Every little bit helps. If you'd like to connect with us online, please look for us on Twitter at BNDpod, Facebook at Book Nerd Diaries, or email us at bndpod at gmail.com. Any comments, questions, or book suggestions you may have are always welcome. Until next time, everyone, please take care of each other and be sure to support your local library.